Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. Before we start this episode, we're going to again take a little time to thank a little bit of the people who helped make this show possible. First up is 2.0 Gear. Uh, it's a new brand that we just started partnering with. Uh, they make awesome uh, high-end technical uh, hunting clothes, camo. Um, and so they're based in Michigan yep. and a uh, new company. We've tested them for months. I tested them uh, in the whitetail season last year. Great Merino base layers. Yep. Great awesome Merino shells. Yep. Awesome a, new pattern. A great system for going out west, but we'll use it a ton in the, in the whitetail woods too. So really excited to work with them. 2ogear.com. Go check them out. Next up is Worldwide Trophy Adventures. Uh, it's it's an awesome, uh, basically, connection to outfitters all over the world. So as a lot of people know, good hunting ground is really hard to come by. And um, oftentimes, the best way to ensure that you're going to get in a good spot or you may, maybe you need to legally have a guide is to, to go through an outfitter. Mm -hmm. um, and so... As you might know, if you've heard us before, we've had good experiences and bad experiences with outfitters, uh, which means, you know, in order to ensure you're going to have a good experience, you have to do a ton of research. You have to talk to people. It's just a lot of messing around. Worldwide Trophy Adventures, or WTA, does a lot of this work for you at no charge. So by booking your trip through WTA, you can rest assured that you'll be in a good location with a reputable outfitter um, that they've certified and endorsed. If you're looking to book a trip of a lifetime like I am, mm -hmm. uh, just headed to a moose hunt here through WTA, you're going to want to check them out. Uh, go give them a call. Actually, I have the number right here. It's 1-800-346-8747 or check out their website at worldwidetrophyadventures.com. All right, so we love Trophy Line. They offer more than just saddles. Believe it or not, they have their own climbing sticks. They've got platforms. They've got a ton of extra packs. Gear. They've got packs. They've got everything. Knee pads. Everything that you're going to need to be a saddle hunter, they have it. So if you want to start saddle hunting this year and get into the game like everyone else and really love hunting even more, go to Trophy Line. Check it out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on that purchase. We're big bow hunters. Uh, sights, quivers, stabilizers, those kind of things are really important if you're going to have a deadly setup. Um, and so we've tried a lot of different companies in the industry and we've kind of figured out that we really like Redline gear the best. So, um, we are shooting their torch sites this yeah, year. It's Joe a, Shore, it's a really cool, one. really cool site. Very, there's a lot of good micro adjustments you can make. You mm -hmm. can customize a lot of the stuff on there really make it your own. The chargeable USB rechargeable yeah, light is really sweet. Cool. Um, and so we're huge fans of their stuff. We use them all the time. It's worth going to check them out. Uh, check out Redline. Use the promo code TFC10 for 10% off your purchase. And uh, let us know what you think. We love them. Welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase Podcast. Uh, for those of you who have been listening, uh, you know that you're going to be hearing something pretty important at the beginning of the episode today. Uh, and that is that um, Christensen Arms... Um, is doing a pretty cool uh, kind of a gift card giveaway thing. So basically, if you're gearing up for deer season, you know, in Michigan here, it's November 15. If you're getting that sweet new, you know, 6.5 Creedmoor, you know, 300 PRC, whatever you're looking for, and you go to Christian Arm, Christensen Arms, um, they have this kind of cool thing where you put, purchase a rifle of theirs and you get 750 bucks to their store on top of it. So things like uh, accessories for Christensen rifles, um, stuff from Leupold, Mystery Ranch, Half-Ace Blades, Uncharted Supply Company, and more. Um, and just a reminder, Christensen Arms is um, the first company to create a f carbon fiber barrel back in 1995, back when, uh, you know, uh, 
Kevin was still kind of on the teat, if you will. And uh, you, you were a little old for that there, Kevin. <laughs> but uh, you were like 11 at that point, 10. It's not cool. That's <laughs> kind of like the years that I was in between being on the teat. <laughs> the, the dark years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyways, go to christiansandarms.com. Take advantage of this incredible offer. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, we have a special treat for you today. And I would normally say it's that Kevin's here. Kevin Vistason, but it's actually that Jared's here. This yeah. is a treat to have Jared with us. It's been a while. Yep. I'm back. So. It feels good to be back. Hello, all. Um, I've been super busy with life, but today, not so busy. Actually, it was still pretty busy today. I was surprised I actually got down here and get, got this all set up. So I appreciate you I'm setting a... side of the time aside for me, Jared. Yeah. You know, it was because you were coming on. Well, so, and everybody should know, this is Kevin Vistason. He's the Deer Hunter podcast. So, like, if you think deer hunting, you should think Kevin. It's literally in the name of his podcast. And I wanted to get Jared and Kevin on the line just to basically talk. We have deer season here in Michigan opening up in less than a week. six days. Yeah, less than a week. Yeah. It's I just need to, we might need some time to process that, you know, maybe discuss it like gentlemen for a while. Oh, I've I've processed it quite often, and yeah. I am drastically underprepared. Are you? Oh yeah. Why? I don't, even, I don't even think I have a trail camera out yet. Like you're sending me all these pictures of of stuff, and I'm sure people have had them out there for a month or haven't even taken them out yet. I still have them. Believe it or not, the ones that I have are still connected to somebody else's account. I have to uh, call and get those <laughs> unlinked to them. What you should do is like you should just lean into it and like. You should just be like, actually, I don't run trail cameras. It's not fair chase, you know, and like turn it into a whole like a holier Maybe. than thou thing. Like, I just don't I don't do trail cameras. I like to just play sign. You I know, could. Um, you could do that and like save face about not being prepared and just look like oh, I just go out and I, I, you know, I let the woods talk to me. Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> cool. I mean, let's cool. not beat around the bush. I don't have one out yet. But the, the cool thing about getting to be a little bit older is that you need less time for preparation, right? You just, you, you go out in the backyard right now and probably kill a deer. Oh if yeah. You had, if you had to, right. So I'm thinking like, give you like 12 hours and you're like, Hey, we're going on a serious deer hunt. You're like, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> if it takes you that yeah. long, it shouldn't take you long. You should always be a little ready, you know? Yeah, I'm ready. You got your backpack set. You, all you need is throw in a knife and you know, Believe it or not, I don't. My peep site isn't even served in. Oh, I yeah, want to get that out. addressed. That you I might did. want to take care of. I'm not going to call him out. I know. But last time we were with you, Kevin, I oh, thought I had it all. I had it all good to go, and then I don't know if because my bow sat for a little while and I wasn't shooting it, but I went in the backyard. Start shooting. Could it have been that everyone was drinking that day? <laughs> maybe including like the person that put your bow together <laughs> that could have been it could have been. he probably made his way over and cracked one yeah, but i'm just looking every at time I, potential every variables. time i pull my bow back it just the peep sight just twists and it's just not in the right spot hmm. so i got a little monkey in to do before uh before sunday i've never uh experienced it well i haven't experienced that in a long time so because uh, you're not a noob. It, it is. I mean, you probably have factory strings on there, and I'm sure they're pretty high quality, but they're probably not. I don't know. I know people make a big deal about strings. Uh, that's not me. But I am thinking that 
your bow sat for how many months? <laughs> Enough. Probably just stretched. Yeah, um, that's your what I'm probably just right. Yeah. I'm thinking you probably <clears throat> definitely in the initial stretch period because you had that done when that bow was fresh off the that thing was yeah, still I mean, warm was off the press, right? Basically mm-hmm. out of the box and into the bow shop. That's probably it. <clears throat> probably yeah. just needs a little I tweak. Used, yeah, there used to be put, a I'll big. Put in the, yeah, I'll put it in the press and just go. Yeah, you just tighten it up. Quarter turn on each side. You need to get better with that press so I you can do my bow. People I don't want to learn there, it, man. It's a thing. It, it's a thing. You got to put it on there. The thing is, I I made a bench down here in the basement, but yeah, I do all the problem. shooting upstairs and outside. So it's like, who's you moving it up there? Yeah, I'm actually trying to find a, I don't know, like an old craftsman toolbox, like on casters, and I'll oh, just yeah. bolt it to the top of that thing. Just keep all the equipment in there. And is this a formal fair chase request to the listeners? For what? I mean, maybe you should make one right now for the. What'd you say you needed a tool, something on casters for, for doing, maybe you make yeah. the request to send it out old, to the general old, public. Old toolbox. You know be I mean? more descriptive. Drawer? What if, Like with drawers, man, you don't know a toolbox. The is? red kind. It can be red. Yeah. That's I what I feel like. Those are the standard. Red. Yeah. Huskies black. Get Jared. One of those. He needs to work on my, he needs to get better so he can do my bow. I always it, take it in like a loser. Not dog on me. I want to talk more about hunting and <laughs> how I'm still unprepared, but Hey, Hey, peep, peeps aren't fair chase anyway. So you're good. They aren't. You should just, you, you it's instinctive shooting, dude. Fitzgeralds don't use peeps. Do they? Uh, I know they don't. The Fitzgeralds do not. Senior doesn't even use them. two eyes. So <laughs> he's only got one eye that he can see out of right yeah, that's right it's very true i mean that's actually <laughs> that's what i'm trying to go with. here i'm thinking like you're saying you're not prepared i'm like you got two eyes you got two eyes dude and look at that turkey fan behind you you clearly can hit a turkey so which one i only see one right now what was, was that your number one fan oh, 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 oh. <laughs> i uh all right we're going to take a pause here real quick and just thank a few more guys and companies that help make this show possible. First up is Vortex. We can't say it enough. We love their glass. We love their binoculars, spotting scopes, range finders, their apparel. James James is rocking a nice little hoodie here. They make awesome stuff. And if you guys are looking to make a purchase at Vortex, go over to their website and use the code TFC20 to save yourself 20% on the next purchase. That's a big, good discount. Use it. Head over there and get something. A bow makes a man. Does and, it? Yeah, that's what I was told. And we're we're big fans of, of Prime Bows. Shooting it for years. Michigan-based company. Uh, we're shooting their latest Revix series of bows. Mine's that 36 long boy. I'll generally year. take a few shots right back here. And just yeah, yeah we, we're huge fans. Smooth, uh, great balance. Um, they're, they're just go check them out. There's tons of technology. One of my favorite things that they have is their grip. Mm. Uh, space age space technology age. keeps your hand warm even when it's cold um, highly recommend go check out prime archery finally lathrop and sons boots your feet kill animals like the more you walk the more chances you have at, at getting that big buck that big elk moose whatever it is uh Lathrop and Sons have been kind of our go-to boot of choice for a while now. Um, we've put in a lot of miles, taken them all over the place. There's no leaking. It's comfortable. Stephen and James there, like, spent – they're, like, foot like, they're ge- scientists. They're geniuses. I got messed up feet, and they basically will – you know, you take an imprint of your foot, 
they'll look at it, look at your arch, how wide it is, how narrow, how long, and they literally build the boot around your foot. So you're not going to a box store and picking up something that you hope is going to fit your boot. These things actually are tailor-made to your foot. So they're super comfortable. Mine, I could I could walk all day in them. So if, if, if you're looking to and get you a have. boot. If, <laughs> I have. If you're looking for a boot that's made for you and not somebody else, go check out Lake Turpin Sons. Actually, I do have a question for you, Kevin. I just um, my batteries and my trail camera ran out, so I literally went out today mm. and I updated the batteries. I put uh, Walgreens uh, brand batteries in because <laughs> I was in a pinch. I just wanted to get out. I put it out in like July or something. Is this or August. a cellular camera or a SD card? Yeah, cellular. That's that's how fair chase I am. And uh, <laughs> I <laughs> well played. Yeah. I, um, anyways, I ran out. I felt weird. I'm like, it's so close to hunt season to put it out, but I'm like, it's public land. So I'm just mm. going to, everything's changing. Know, anything right goes. Now. Yeah. It's, it's just, everything's changing right now. Anything that anybody's invested a lot of effort or time or emotion into prior to like October 1st on public land in Michigan, probably, well, I mean, they had a good time. So they yeah. didn't waste You got time. to see some deer. It's exciting. But it's probably not going to pay big dividends come October 1st because, no. I mean, even now, the bird hunters are getting in the woods. Squirrel hunters are getting in the woods. Bear hunters mm. just bear hunters just plowed through <laughs> all the oh, deepest, they just, darkest the dogs. Yeah, dude. Everything's just, I mean, my camera's got all super weird here. And then I recognized the fact that all the bear hunters were out. And I'm like, eh, yeah, okay. We're going to have a little bit of recovery time here or complete realignment um so you're good yeah that's what i think too it's like i mean like you said once actually when bear guys come in with their dogs and just run train and throughout the land especially like where you are holy cow yeah like it's it totally like you said it totally and it's resetting anywhere anyways because of changing food sources and like all this other stuff but like you throw on top of it just bear dogs going to town <laughs> like it's it it'll rustle things up a little bit. Yeah, summer and fall are two completely different monsters. To try to f take summer information and translate that into what the deer are going to do in the fall, I mean, I'm sure at some point it could help you maybe know a little something this and that. Obviously, it's different if you have a controlled environment. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the complete opposite, right? Yeah. Dogs running through and just, like, going, going crazy, so roll with the punches it's it's good like you say you're not prepared i don't know you probably just didn't waste as much time as everybody else like it's go time here in a week and that's in seat the whole i've really come to value and learn about the in-season thing you know yeah. like that's it's really valuable and it's a good mindset change for anybody that wants to be cons more consistently successful i think when you can't control the environment yeah well, it's been even interesting for me. I've gotten a lot less big bucks on camera this year. Last year, remember that, Jared? I just had mm -hmm. those monsters in uh, like a couple different spots just regularly showing up. And this year, it's been like that one I showed you was like, that's about the biggest that I've been seeing. Um, not a huge deer. Uh, so hopefully, it just like you said, and I think this is going to be the case is when everything resets, just go where, do you, where you know deer will go. And that's either based on, you know, spending a lot of time in there in the past or just looking at the sign and knowing, like, if somebody goes in the woods, like, this is probably where those deer are going to go. 
Yeah. It's all, in my opinion, uh, pressure is number one. Pressure is number two. Pressure is number three. Pressure is number four. Probably all the way up to nine. Then you can yeah. think about Whoa. food sources and water. Yeah. Moon phase. Especially in Michigan, no, man. You're not wrong. Yeah. No. Moon phase, you can put that maybe down in the 80s or 90s. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I, like I when you don't control, pretty smart. Yeah, when you don't control the environment, dude. I got this fly here that I like. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous what's going on right now. It's like I'm a pile of garbage, just buzzing all around me. There's a million things for it to do around here, but it's the smell. I think right yeah, in man. my face, right? <clears throat> when you don't control the environment, it's all about the pressure that's the number one thing for them right they can eat at night they can drink at night they can breed at night but if they don't want to get killed they got to find somewhere to hang out during the day and if you can figure out where that is and a lot of times the swamp. They start, yeah they start to move into those pockets you know this is why i'm a swamp man they always go in the swamp if they, you can get in the swamp the yeah. spot I was at today is literally right out. It's the thickest spot. It's where I put this camera. So, so thick in there. Yeah, at one point, you have to kind of crawl to get to this spot. It's on the mm -hmm. edge of a large, not a large, large, probably 20-acre swamp. So not small, but not large, large. Um, <clears throat> and it's an old apple orchard. It must have been. There's like two apple trees in the middle of just thick, nasty mm. um and it is uh, a place I have seen many deer go. Like I've stalked in on bucks in the swamp when it's raining. I like to do that out there. Like at this one was, you missed the bucket uh, with my recurve. I was cl very close. I was probably eighty yards away. Yeah, okay. I missed. I know, I missed I know what you're talking. I missed a huge on opening night. A huge a point. Good, probably one hundred and thirty. So huge for a recurve and me in Michigan on public uh, land. One hundred and thirty eight points. A huge deer. Yeah, it's a it's a huge deer. It was so I see it. It comes out at like fifteen yards. Comes into twelve yards. I go to draw my bow back. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. And my clicker is like this draw. It tells you when you've reached your max draw length. And so you're always consistent. I forgot to silence it before the season. Usually I would put a little tape on it so I could feel it click in my hand. And like the deer couldn't hear it. And I forgot. So I go back full draw and it clicks and it just looks at me and I just stop. I'm like, you know, my hands are shaking because there's no let off. And yeah, I sent one right over his back. But Jared, that is exactly where that's by. Yeah. So with archery season here in Michigan, like what five days away, six days away, six. six. Yeah. So, I guess every year around this time, it starts to get real for everybody, right? What's the first thing we're all doing to kind of get ready for? Like, are you washing your clothes tomorrow and getting them ready, or is that something you're gonna do like the night before? Me? No, I. Yeah, yeah. Go, Sorry, hey, Kevin. You go. Yeah, I Kevin washed. First. I washed my clothes after last season, and I won't wash them again until after the next season. Yeah, really, hundred yeah. percent. You won't I wash them at all. No, unless they get like smelly, smelly. Like I, I don't like my own stink. You're not no, getting a bunch of that. blood on them. I mean, so you're my, doing a once a year, once a year wash. I wash my, I, I wash my base layers because that's what my skin comes in contact with, and if something funky does happen. 
but I'm not doing any sweating in any of my hunting gear because it's either it's in my backpack. I'm not wearing anything that I'm going to overheat in because I have a pretty sure. decent sized pack. So I just throw all my stuff that I would overheat. I'm pr- I'm pretty strategic about how I move through the woods and the. I actually have an overheating problem. Like even in the summer is like 75 degrees out. People are like, Oh, it's so nice out. I'm like, I'm fucking dying. You know, <laughs> your sweater. Yeah, dude, I run hot. So, um, my base layers, I will wash those. But other than that, yeah. At the end of the season, when everything's just covered in dirt and blood, Usually, typically, mm. blood is a factor. Manly, if we've had a decent, I mean, that's gonna happen. If we've had a decent deer season, I will, I will wash my clothes and then let them dry <clears throat> thoroughly, and then I will pack them away in a bin. And I just opened that up yesterday and peeked in there, and just to get myself a little bit excited, look through what I mm. had, what I'm going to be using, because we're getting ready to go on a hunt. We're going on a hunt. We're doing a tent archery hunt. In northern Michigan, out in the middle of nowhere, I have a fly that continues to land on my nose, <laughs> my microphone. And I think he's insane. I haven't seen a fly yet. Yeah, dude. he must have beginning of the end. Have something to say? Yeah, obviously. Uh, he he is distracting me, and I'm a professional, but he is uh, really <laughs> gi- he's really giving me a bout for my money here. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't wash my clothes except for my base layers i wash my base layers so that's fair some people will do like the the carbon powder dunk um some people that start hanging their clothes outside for the first week the descent and i've actually thought about doing that and just making something in the garage just grab and go instead of having a tote but then then when it comes down to it if i want to go hunting that night i want to have all my stuff in the tote and not at home you know what i mean i literally Washed my clothes only because it smelled like moose. Because I lived in them for like ten days, and I was like, "Well, they kind of stink. I should just wash everything." Because it, yeah, it got well. Yeah, as everybody will see at some point, it got a little uh, funky out there. And um, then I'll like if I'm out on a hunt, like I'll go. We say we go bear hunting or something. I'll wash it then. I'll sometimes I'll wear my clothes like if I'm out doing something else in the spring or the uh, summer, but like. I don't know. I feel like I just like regular clothes. I always keep them in a dry, you know, that trophy line dry bag, Jared. Mm -hmm. I keep them in there and I just keep them in my car at all times because I always, it could hunt at any minute. You know what I mean? And just in case it hunts, I want to be ready for a a good hunting, you know, Mm -hmm. you're ready to go kill. I always keep it in my car. I don't worry about small. Although I will say I do have one cool contraption. I've done it once. Um, It's for a purist. So like bee guys, yeah. they have that sm- that little thing that does smoke. You know, you like it's got like a bellow on it, and you can like you build a little fire in there and smoke out my clothes. <laughs> to me, that if you're going to do something, just do that because like you're never going to get rid of your scent. So if you really want to be like scent control, like make your co- clothes smoked out right before you go out. Because a lot of times I'm hunting, you know with not far from like farms and stuff. And like that smell will be in the air. And I feel like that, if you're going to do anything, that's the way to do it. But I don't do it that much. So I've probably done it twice with it, but I have it. And it's kind of cool. I have, I, I'm not a, obviously I'm the extreme, right? Like I hunt my work clothes. I'll go work all day. I'll be yeah. pretty dirty. And, and as long as I can get away with it, I'm until the temperature demands that I put warmer clothes on. I'm the king of convenience, 
you know? So yeah, I'm not changing out of anything that I'm comfortable in. So I'm definitely a wind, a wind guy, hundred percent. And I move around a lot, so I'm not too worried about like, you know, it's obviously different if you're going into a farm or trying to not alert deer to your presence but i bounce around a lot so it's not too big of an issue but as far as cover scent goes it's kind of interesting i had a very interesting situation last weekend we did the antlerless hunt yeah i knew we were going to have the exact wrong wind but we had limited places to sit and we had a good food plot to sit over and i was like eh really our wind's blowing straight across this but to the right of us and to the left of us there's a lot of area that our scent's not blowing across and I yeah. anticipate the deer coming out from each side, left or right. So I was like, unless they get into the center of the field, it's not going to be too big of an issue. And if right. we decide that we're it's a doe and we're going to shoot it, then they were not going to get that far anyways, right? But so I've been playing around with this scent product that we uh, developed. And I took the branch catalyst and sprayed it all over the ferns and the pines around. We set up a ground blind, pop-up ground blind, brushed it in a little bit. It's actually a sweet setup, man. Like, those things are worth a million dollars if you're hunting with kids. Get mm-hmm. a nice pop-up bl- ground blind, yep. a, a bigger one <laughs> that you have some space. So that you, they can have snacks. They can stretch out, take a nap. Those things are, I mean, there's no way we could have done what we did last weekend in a tree stand or a saddle or right stick blind or anything man those things are pretty bomb proof for kids so but i knew we were gonna have the wrong wind and so i sprayed that all around us just i've been experimenting with different things i like to see yeah i like to see how deer react to it when they smell it and i knew we were gonna have wind that was cutting right across the field well the only deer we saw that night was a uh, full velvet trophy class spike horn <laughs> I love it. Probably 135 inch deer. But if you had, <laughs> yeah, hundred, I'm sorry, 135 pound deer. Okay, all right, there we okay. go. I was like 135 inch, 100, 103.5. There we Boone go. Crockett <laughs> spike. Yeah, Boone and Crockett spike. Yeah, no, I don't know what he what he is. He, if we're just counting antler inches, I don't know what he is. Yeah, he's maybe 10 inches. Ooh, a good 10-incher. He's a Jared, giant. Yeah, wow, there's a joke there, but yeah. There's, a joke. Yep. there's a joke there. It's a lot to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. He comes so out we'll and starts milling around, and, you know, obviously it's antlerless, so we can't shoot him. So we're watching him and watching him and watching him, right? He's just feeding and feeding. We are over a clover and a rye thing. And he, he gets to our wind, and he just, like, you know, he just snaps his neck up like he's going to break it. He hit our wind hard and he turns right over towards us and he just starts putting his nose up and smelling and smelling and smelling. And he turns right at us and just starts walking on a dime towards us. And I'm hmm. like, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting him to stand there, maybe freak out a little bit, run off, take off out of the plot completely. Yeah. He came from 60 to 35 yards. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so obviously he could smell that over us. I can't imagine. I mean, he's a year and a half old buck. I say this all the time. They're the dumbest animal in the woods. They're the dumb. That's yeah. maybe the best argument why they need a little level of protection from the state. It's, they, it's, so, a, good, it's a good point. They're, so they're just stupid. dumb as stuff. They're so stupid. I feel like yeah. a doe fawn is smarter than a year and a half old buck. 100%. Get, a year and a half old buck is just 
does They're just random. It just makes bad decisions the whole time. Reckless. Reckless. So he comes from 60 to 35 yards. We got the, it was perfect because my, you know, my kid was with me. We got the binos on him. We're watching him and checking him out and everything. And uh, yeah, we could have killed that deer a whole bunch of times. But I was like, I, I'm not a cover scent person or a scent person, obviously, at all, as far as like hiding your scent or trying to conceal your scent or have a cover scent. But if you were targeting a year and a half old buck last weekend, and I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you, my kid and I have. Never shot a deer together, so I was looking at that deer going, dang. He looks pretty good. (laughs) This is a really nice situation for my kid's first deer. We've been watching him. We got the camera. We got the binos. And my son goes, I'm pretty sure it's a doe, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I go, it's not a doe. He goes, yeah, I know. He wanted to be cool if it was so bad. And I was kind of, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you know, I haven't shot a forky or a spike in a long time, but to have my shoot my first deer with my son would be a really cool thing. And we could have done it. It would be cool. And I just don't know if you have it in you anymore. Do you think you could even shoot a spike at this point? Have you lost that skill? (laughs) No. Yeah. I'm pretty good at it. I think that's probably similar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got some decent experience. I'll be honest with you. I haven't, I didn't shoot a lot of spikes. I shot a lot of six points and basket. I shot a lot of basket racks. I've shot a lot of, I've shot a lot of two and a half year old eight points. Yeah. I haven't shot a lot of deer, man. Maybe two, to be honest with you. Two two and a half year old basket rack, eight point. It's a, it's a beautiful animal. Yeah. They're like tweeners. It's like, I'm not going to shoot it. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot it. I'm still someday I just will shoot it probably. And then I do, and I'm happy about it. I don't complain. Um, I, you were texting me. You said you had some, uh, you have some hot takes. Is that right? Some fresh hot takes. I think on so. deer season. Like, is there anything that you want to get off your chest while you, you have the mic here? You have the floor about this upcoming deer season. Yeah. I like what Jared said about him feeling not prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel, and I, I feel, feel like, I feel like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there. Their audio changed Our audio a little bit. A little I got a little bit. feedback. Yeah, Jared, Jared, go get your, get your echo, echo off. off. Echo cancellation. Echo cancellation. I'm trying. Jeez. What do you think? Can change while we're recording? recording. I'm going to have to stop and start, and start again. again. You need a new co-host. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying um, the thing about when Jared said he wasn't prepared. Oh, yeah. I hear guys say, I'm all stressed out and like I'm not prepared. I'm like, ah, that's doesn't sound like a fun deer season no why would you get stressed about it yeah what are you talking about this is awesome. this is no not you i'm, I'm oh, saying good. i've heard a lot of people saying i'm stressed out about deer season i don't feel prepared oh when you 100% that, i'm not i'm not That's you shouldn't be stressed dude what are you stressed you know you're hunting right you're not like you know the olympics isn't next week and you haven't you know no, done any get... practicing it's just deer hunting I just like being prepared, like more than what I am right now. I understand that. I don't. I think, I, I think I'm in Kevin's camp on this one, Jared. I'm sorry to, sorry guess, to say, but like, yeah, enjoy it. Thing, I I I feel like the it's the intensity and the seriousness of it is really getting cranked up throughout our community, and mm-hmm. I think that's partly on guys like me and Jared and Jared, Jared, guys like Jared. <laughs> guys that are really invested in it right they do want i mean i'm not stupid if i shoot a big giant deer this year 
it's going to get me some attention and potentially my platform could do better and yada, yada, yada. Right. That's kind of oh, the yeah. recipe, the recipe for success. But are we, are we selling the whole thing for what it's worth? And that's where I kind of get like, eh, I don't know, man. I went last weekend and we hunted with these young boys and drinks. Well, the boys didn't, but we did. We had bourbon uh, in the evenings and campfire and the weather was incredible, dude. And mm. not a deer got killed. We had this, I mean, we had an incredible weekend, right? Yeah. And I just feel like that's a big, uh, I'm, I'm not stressed out. That, no. that's the thing and when i hear people say that i'm just kind of like i'm excited man like My it's about a to, flutter right now if it's I, about yeah, i'm gonna to be, be honest deer and i've had okay. some serious issues i invested some time and money and resources into putting cameras out and i did a botched job basically i put a pile of cameras out with complete disregard to doing the firmware update that i was told to do <laughs> repetitively and then all the cameras <laughs> crashed i mean i cost myself a bunch I have reason to be very upset with myself or frustrated or feel not prepared because my cameras are in some other state right now in a box. <laughs> <laughs> They're not out in the woods, you know? And so, but I was just like, I don't, whatever, you know, I know there's some deer around and I know how to shoot them. So I feel, I'm, I feel good. I, I want to tack onto that because what will happen is, and people that listen to this, maybe will be fall into this camp um it'll be like october 29 and somebody's like well uh, they'll take a picture of themselves for their story on in a tree stand just the grind they talk about like the grind oh i'm out doing the grind and i always like i i had did a i even posted about this last year but i'm like you guys need to just chill it on the if it's a grind it's hunting you're not doing this to survive Fair. This is just really fun. You like it so much. You're doing it a bunch of days and it's not always fun in the moment and that's fine, yeah. but it's not a grind. A grind is like, well, I can't pay the mortgage. I got to figure out what, you know, if I should eat today, that kind of thing. It's like, <laughs> come on. Like, it's not a grind. It's awesome. I could see well, their point though. I mean, they're putting a ton of hours out in the woods trying to figure so, stuff out. You're well, like, just you stop right there. Like you're putting taxing. a ton of... You're taking a ton of time to be out in the woods. Oh no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying it that way. All I'm saying is it can it can be a lot sometimes. What if you don't see a deer all of those? Days? What if you go out every day in October and you don't see anything? I'm hypothetically. Obviously, you're gonna see something if you actually know what you're doing. You're the host well, of the deer hunter. That can be grinding. Yeah. That can be grinding. You know what? Learn. Go out and learn. This is what this is what I was thinking today, and this is how good I am, and how everybody should be like me. This is basically the point in saying this. Here we go. Listen, I'm walking around, listen. and I'm walking. I'm like, man, uh, this. I got drawn to hunt this spot last year in my area, and I spent a lot of time there, which meant I didn't spend time in other spots that I because I just did this camera stuff today. And I was like, man, I'm gonna probably learn a lot this year that I didn't last year because. I was, you know, hunting this kind of special area that was for draw only. So that's kind of exciting. Like, if you look at it that way, it's kind of cool. Cause like, at least at the end of the season, you're going to have a whole collection of like things you learned and saw that you've never seen or learned before. And if you go that way, like you can't really lose in a season. So that's what I'm saying. If you have a mindset like me, you're a better person. So just, I'm here as an example for you. Take it or leave it. Just grind <laughs> no, away, man. 
but honestly, I am serious. Uh, that's I like to. That's how I think of it, at least. Um, and it makes it exciting because it's like anything can happen. It's kind of an adventure. You don't know what you're going to get into. It's cool. He said you could take it or leave it. So take it or leave it, man. You can leave, leave it, it, but I would recommend taking it. Jerry's out on that one. <laughs> watch a girl for a little bit. No, that's fair. Um, that's a good hot take, Kevin. I do appreciate that. It's just something awesome. that I've something that I've noticed. You know, the industry kind of drives the, and the content creators kind of drive the pulse and speed of what everybody's doing and saying and feeling right. And it's like, man, calm. Let's just. What are we doing here? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's guys deployed overseas that are away from their fucking kids. Sorry, I, I'm. I don't know what You're your good. language policy You're, is. Here. They're kids. Yeah, but that, that, I think about that whenever. Anytime I get like frustrated or worked up about something, I think about people that are putting themselves in that position. Like, yep. that's a grind, right? Like that. Well, you know what? I can tell you, I was. Uh, I know. I man, was thinking I was, about. I was. Yeah, I was over. I mean, I wasn't deployed to a combat zone. But I was deployed overseas. And you were away. Away away from your family. And I couldn't hunt. And it was October 1st. And you guys were like, yeah, we're going out hunting. Or it was November 15th. And all the guys are getting together for deer camp. And it's like, man. Yeah. If I could give my left nut just to go out for a (laughs) weekend or day, I would do it. I feel you. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Hunting's awesome. So every time you're there, anytime, if you're not seeing deer, if you are, it's something to be thankful for. Well, there's that'll, some you know that'll be that'll be my one thing I do this year. Then, Jim, I'll take hmm. it. I'll take the points on this. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to have a more positive mindset this year. Mm. That'll be my go-to. Maybe I should have saved this for the end of the episode. This will I like be, it though. This will be my one thing. I'll just have a positive mindset. I'm going to take the kids out this year. I actually got a the uh, Tide Wee pop-up blind that's got like the 270 degree viewing. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually pretty sweet. The kids, we put it up in their bedroom and they were playing in it. So they're, they're pretty familiar with it now, but I kind of want to take them out in there because this will probably be kind of like their first time out doing that. I mean, we, we went out last year and it was like, they're wearing like winter coats, like hot pink and blue and all these non camouflaged colors. And yeah. I think we went and had like a picnic out there. It wasn't really yeah. hunting, but at least got them out there and just kind of experiencing it. But now we can we can get in game time and have that pop up and see what we can do. It's fun when you can start taking them farther into the woods and doing more. Right. You know, like remember that time you and I went out, Jared and I like dragged D along. We were like walking, we were walking through swamps <laughs> and it was like, you carried her through like waist deep water. Yeah. It's like, I'm bringing her with no matter what. She was like seven, eight, you know, and I'm just carrying her over my shoulder. I'm like, I, I halfway, I'm like, this can't be fun for her. This can't be comfortable or enjoyable, but she was, she hung. We I want to say something about that hunt, though. You guys actually saw a deer on that trip. We did. <laughs> we did. You. We almost shot her. Shot her too. It's a dope. And then I'm the one that met back by the car. <laughs> and then you guys decided to take like a half mile hike in the dark, way yeah. down the other side. There was like a road way down there, and you're like, "Hey, I'm down here." I was waiting by the truck for like a half hour. I'm like, "Did this dude get lost?" Yeah. Well, I thought Look I was gonna best. walk around the swamp. And I was like, I think I know a, a better way. Yeah. You know, the best time to try a better way is in the dark. Yeah. Kevin, rule number one is never listen to James's directions while he's in the dark. <laughs> or in the light, really. I'm <laughs> just going to get you lost. I don't think I've listened to anybody's directions since the onset of GPS. 
Yeah. Why right? would I? That's why I don't need to learn it. Some GPS tells me, except when I don't have service or my phone dies, then I'm I'll just going to die out in the cold. I'll let him finish, but it's just going right through me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not. It's not it's taking a seed. It's just flushing right out, and I'm going to just open Yuck. up my my map. Well, I do service and residential and commercial, so I call customers and tell them I'm on my way, and they want to give me directions, and I'll just let them talk. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That I really appreciate camping. the insight. We're yeah, going just... camping with my parents, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, you're gonna go down this street." You know that one uh, one gas station kind of up by that one place? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, you turn right right there, go down the road about half a mile, and then go, you know, you drive down this way, you climb down a, like a dirt road. I'm like, probably going to put in the GPS and just kind of go, Dad. It's It'll take me right there. He's like, right. he's like uh, yeah, you could probably do that too. Like, yeah. My, my way's faster. Yeah, of course it is. Thanks, right. Pops. Yeah, exactly. I'll just go what Google tells me. They know all the roads, yeah. all of them. They know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's been a thing that's been I've been hearing a lot, and I I feel like the the level of gear that maybe is being portrayed that you need to be a successful hunter is a bit skewed by oh, yeah. all and everyone. I mean, we're all repping companies and products, and yeah, there's some incredible. I mean, there's dude, there's never been a better time to be a deer hunter. There's yeah. incredibly sweet products out there, so I'm all good for hyping them up and talking about what's what and uh i'm definitely a gear guy for sure but i'll tell you i had a buddy that started hunting a couple years ago and he he it took him two deer hunts to kill his first deer he borrowed my gun and he bought carhartt bibs and a jacket and he got a deer license that was all he had that was it and we went out on opening day of deer season and he shot a deer you know so absolutely you you just you don't need it all and you don't need everything it's fun it's cool and i get it it's kind of clicky and people want to align with people that they like and it's very it makes cool. parts of hunting easier and come more comfortable oh well yeah. especially as you get later i mean when you figure out you know we've been doing it for a long time right so mm-hmm. there's levels to this but if you're entry yeah. level and you think you need to go out and spend 2500 Excuse me. I went into a sporting <laughs> goods a sporting goods store today for the first time in a long time, like a brick and mortar, kind of a more bigger box sporting goods store. And we were looking for a youth bow for my son. He's kind of graduated out of his little stick bow that I got him. And he likes a compound. He sees me and mom shooting compound. He thinks it's cool. He wanted a compound. I, I wanted to get him a bigger um, recurve. Because I right. like him learning through the recurve. But he's eight now, and he's like, no, you got that's cool, and this isn't. I'm like, all right, I get it. Like, I fought him a little bit on the store. I'm like, this one's better. He's like, no, it's not. So it doesn't I have wheels. It. Long story short, I was looking at, I picked a bow up that was $2,200. A bow Ooh. off the shelf, nothing on it. And I'm just like whoa i was totally caught off guard i had no 20 clue, right? for, is it a youth bow no it, was sure it wasn't a 220 it was a pse carbon bow john dudley uh, the carbons are expensive i'm assuming <laughs> 1100 of that goes directly to john dudley <laughs> <laughs> then the, ever, the other 1100 goes to pse 
Yeah, Pete from something like that Pete's going retirement out. fund. Yeah, but but I was I, I was I picked that up and I was just like, holy cow, is this what like people think they're up against? You know, like yeah, if you didn't know a ton and you're in the store and you're like, well, this one's twenty two hundred dollars and this one's only seven hundred dollars, it can't be that good, right? Right. <laughs> a twenty two hundred dollar bow. My pickup That's truck didn't cost twenty two hundred dollars. It really didn't. <laughs> it really didn't. And I'm telling you that pickup truck's going to kill a lot more deer than that that bow. That's right. It's going to it's gonna get me where I need to go. Yeah. And so, you got a whole bed to put deer in when you're done hitting them. It's an important part, right? It's really important. <laughs> Might not even be fair chase to have a pickup truck. You need to do it's it on It's a chase, foot. though. There is a chase involved. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. So but I've just been looking at kind of the prices of gear, and I could see how somebody that's trying to come in to this and listening to everything and this and that but it is also if you got it's two different things right if you don't have the money or you do have the money yeah if you're in you a situation where you got all the financial assets and you're like this is what i want to do you can get the baddest ass stuff and it's super cool yeah and there's awesome. some cool stuff out there cool but if you're stuff. not which you know i'm 40 now i'm finally to the spot where i'm going you're 40 i'm not 40 you're 40 dude 40 Turn 40 in July. Yeah. Man, how are the knees? Finally to a situation where I'm going into deer season and taking time off and I don't have to, like, freak out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for for younger guys, like, don't put yourself in a bad spot. I'd, I'd buy less gear and less expensive gear and have the privilege to take more time off and not be stressed out yeah. about it. Like, I always think, I mean, if you save some money that you would spend on a new bow and use a bow over again at least a year or two, you can take that money. You can go hunt and get a tag in a different state and go on a fun adventure somewhere else. Like it's, especially if it's whitetail hunting, tags are not that expensive. There's tons of public land in a lot of different states you can go. Like, why don't you have the experience of a new spot over the experience of opening new gear in the same spot? Sure. And again, going back to learning something, just use your money on experiences. They're going to be like more valuable to you than gear. And like, right. I, like you said, I am a gear guy, Jared, you know it. Like I love, oh, gear. Yeah. love gear. It's cool. I like to learn about how things work and all, all the things they can make easier and whatever else. But like still at the end of the day, and you know this too, Jared, like if I had to choose, I would sell and I have many times sold a lot of gear to go on hunts, <laughs> you know, clear out stuff. So I have money to go to, Illinois or, you know, Montana. It's like, well, got to sell that. If I'm going to make it happen and it is always worth it. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like directly well, talking. And, oh, go ahead. And, and even kind of go off where you go, Jim, uh, even getting a new bow every year, like you got to set that thing up every year. And unless, I mean, that's more money too. If you don't have a bow press, I mean, you got to bring that in. You have to have someone work on it and then you got to go pick it up and then you got to shoot it. Like get sighted in and lose a couple yeah. of arrows in the process. Yeah. If you've got the bow that you, you want, you really like, like you can, you can stick with that bow for a long time. I know guys who have had their bow for 20, 20 plus years. And they're like, why would I change? I know this bow. It shoots great. The gear I use is, is perfect. Like, like you're saying, Kevin, I don't want to spend 2,200 bucks on a bow just because just to have the latest and greatest. If I can kill something with this bow, man, it's not, it's not worth it. So like you, you see all those guys decked out and all the name brand. We are know. those guys. Yeah, but I mean, we're a different situation. Yeah, sure. But like to, for the guys who 
aren't in our situation where they're going and, and spending a, a small fortune on some of these apparel lines, it's, it's intimidating a little bit. It's like, holy cow, you paid all that money for all that. I mean, good on you if you can afford it to do it. But at the same time, like Kevin's saying, you can, you can kill deer with, you know, something at the thrift store. Yeah. Honestly. Or go to archerytalk.com and yeah. find yourself a used bow. I yeah. bought and sold so many bows on Archery Talk and Facebook Marketplace over the years. I went on a stretch of basically buying and selling and trading bows. I learned awful. a lot about it was it was a lot of work, but like I learned a lot about bows. Um and I was able to get things that I like it was used, but it was still nice and it was cool. You know, it was like allowed you to itch that scratch that it that te- techie itch and still you know not spend all your money on new stuff so there are ways around it too yeah and you could scale that all the way down to like you were saying you had to go buy batteries you know i've yeah. had years where my wife's like you know she opens the bank account up she's like what do you spend 220 dollars at meyer for you know <laughs> and i'm like mm, batteries double <laughs> a batteries she's like yeah that seem like the best thing to do right now i'm like deer season like yes I mean, me? yeah. it did in the moment and it kind of <laughs> seems like i should have said something else but i still want to say yeah it was worth it well i'm a big solar panel advocate now i haven't bought batteries i anymore. was gonna say what what can you buy solar panel wise for 200 bucks um you could buy at least three panels that would really? charge one right and they're at least function but you don't have to do anything with them i mean I, right i mean i don't know about the other companies and the other brands but I, I buy the ones through Exodus, and uh, I think it's called SP18. It's basically just a big lithium battery with a solar p- panel, and it doesn't even d- need direct light. It could do indirect light to charge. I've had, really? I've, I've had one out in the swamp for like two years, and all it does is work. I mean, reports every week or every day. Every 24 hours it reports, you know, full battery life. Is it is it a cell cam? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I was the way to go, man. I don't buy batteries, and I I know guys that are running cameras with, they put the batteries in the cameras and the panels, which I've heard is potentially the safest way. But for me, I'm kind of looking at it, and I'm like, "Eh, if I can see that, if I can get verification that it's going to work this way, and this is the most affordable way. So, yeah, I haven't bought batteries. That seems brilliant. I haven't bought batteries in maybe a year. Is it harder to hide the like the panel? No, I set my cameras up, and I typically have the panel on the back side of the tree. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking one. Stick. You got a lot of cord then. Yeah, the cords that come with them are, geez, they might be forty eight inches long. They're shielded. They're nice. It's a nice system, <laughs> and huh. I uh, will run that cord through the back of the camera and then maybe around the tree. I don't leave any slack because I don't want birds landing on it, squirrels pulling on it, any of that, right? But I'll put my (laughs) panel behind the tree and then I will face it towards the south and put the right angle on there so that um, it's catching sun, but I don't want it laying too flat because I've got heavy snow loads on them, which then covers the panel, you know, and in the winter and they freeze up and then you're not getting... It won't recharge, so I learned that lesson the hard way. So there's the right way to really? do it. Yeah, there's the you right. You might have just got, got a, them a customer. I, I Batteries are, every time I buy them, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, Mm-mm. this is. 
yeah, untenable. Don't, so don't, expensive. Don't don't do that anymore. Your cameras will work better too because lithiums hold a higher resting voltage charge, right? So with lithiums, the day you put them in, they start declining the resting voltage. If you were to pull that battery out every couple days, let's say, it's gonna show lower voltage, right? You're just constantly decreasing it. With the panel, we're holding the voltage and optimal voltage, so your cameras are gonna run better. <laughs> It's 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 just the way to go, especially on cell. I'm looking cameras. at them right now. This yeah, is amazing. Why have I never old. done this? And you know they These run are so easy. They run really good sales every a couple times a year. And if you're just kind of paying attention to that, and you score them when the when the sales happen, I don't know how universal they are with other camera brands, but I use that kind of right at the, the moment. 18. Use like a a mix of a few. I bet I bet you could find some that are pretty universal. I mean, I'm sure take the same that might, connection. That might be. Yeah, this one. This one says designed to provide power to all brands of trail camera, even I, if the host camera batteries are dead. Yeah, I believe that. Bingo! That's so cool. See, what a hot tip. There's ways around it, man. There's mm -hmm. there's stuff to do. There's you don't have to have the latest and greatest. Well, that would be new and call. latest and greatest for me in that situation, but in the long run. <laughs> well, can I, let me add to that too, right? <clears throat> You're not spending time or gas to go check that camera. That's a huge deal. And yeah. you don't need two SD cards per camera because you're not going to swapping cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can just, you can clear a card from remotely. Yeah, and how long does it take for, I mean, you got a lot more deer on camera than me if you're clearing cards. Uh, no, I've never had to. No, I, I was trying to sound cool in front of Kevin, but I've never had to clear a card before. I don't find Maybe I got clear terabyte cards uh, weekly. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's it frustrating. Up. It's like the it's like the Lee and Tiffany uh, Iowa cam that they have out. You know, yeah. it's like their Iowa deer cam. There's just always deer on it. I'm gonna throw yeah. one of those one time. Like a live stream. Yeah, yeah. Just of a swamp. <laughs> Just throwing up over the swamp. Yeah, swamp. That's where you can see all the swamp elves at night. I'm pretty sure there's such things. Those things are just crawling around the swamps at night. It's weird stuff happens in the swamp at night, man. I would see some weird stuff on my trail camera. I had a guy come through. I think he was bear hunting, and I think he got lost or was looking for a dog or so. I couldn't make sense of it, but he was carrying his shoes and his pants, and he was in boxer shorts, and he was just soaked up to his tits. You know, oh, he had a truck. Day. It was like two thirty in the morning. So at two thirty in the morning, I have a guy in his underwear. You really had a great night, or really bad? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was. Thinking. I was like, "Geez, am I gonna run into this guy? Like, what's he doing? Is he staking out out there?" He's nice till he runs out of heroin. So just make sure you got a little <laughs> on you, and it'll keep him away. It's meth. It's a meth thing. Yeah. I'm sure we can resolve. This. You can stay pretty warm on meth. Yeah, so if you can see, I I don't know. I've been trying to figure out ways to be cost effective, time effective. I'm very, I'm as busy. I keep redefining my busy. So going into this season, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for sure. Like I've got more going on than I ever have this time of year. Usually this time of year, I'm like, all right, I'm slowing down. I'm looking for things to do. I can't keep up right now. So you're going to add mm -hmm. in deer season. I already got a talk at work today. They're like, hey, about that paperwork. I'm like, I'll get the paperwork. You know? Yeah. Paperwork. But I was kind of like, 
<laughs> all right it's not even deer season yet and i'm hearing about it you know this <laughs> isn't trouble. gonna go this isn't gonna be great <laughs> they're gonna be disappointed <laughs> i'm here to let you down yeah they'll be disappointing until december 31 and then you know maybe we'll uh, turn things around then i always play that game with my wife too yeah. you know i'm like well it's 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 opening week and it's it's early season so you know it's a good good real good opportunity to get a big deer you know i'm not lying but then yeah, what no, that transition you... into well it's a well, pre-rut this is a really important time you know i really got to be focused this is a great time then what's that transition into then you got that real the peak rut, rut. The rut. listen <laughs> this is really important <laughs> this right is now it. this is it and then if the we get, time if we get past that you know it's like I got to get a deer killed. I got to go. Well, and it's, and they're predictable, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, though their winter patterns, like you can't let that yeah. just go. The next thing you know, second rut. Yeah. Oh, well, I've shot. I've, I've, I got something to say about second rut. I like second rut a whole lot. I know you do. Yeah. But my wife's like, okay, three months have gone by and you keep <laughs> telling me this is the important week, you know, that's how it works. <laughs> It is how it works. That's how I feel. I'm just being honest with you. What do you want? Honesty? Yeah. You want lies? We want a yeah. relationship full of lies? You got to know what's on my mind, and it's hunting all the time, every day. All October the time. through December. Yeah, it's just, well, that's basically, I'm going to be trying to find a way to go in the woods, even if it's just like an hour. I'm going to try to get out there. I know I always struggle with the one tag thing. I was like, yeah, probably this is the best way to have better quality deer but i'm like i kind of want three tags i know, you know it's really <laughs> nice to be able to shoot more than one yeah. <laughs> you know we got so many doe tags though this year i like shooting does so it's fine I, i'm ha a good deer season for me is three does and a buck i like that a whole yeah. lot yeah so. that'll get you by that'll that'll free that'll fill that freezer can i say that <laughs> that's why we started our kids off on the doe season is to show them value in See what we did last yeah. weekend? We passed a year and a half whole buck, and we're waiting for a doe. These kids don't even know what's going on yet, except for they're waiting yeah. for a doe. Yep. I think the whole youth well, season should be antlerless. Like, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, it should. It really should. The whole what season? The, youth, the, the, youth, the youth season. Oh. That should be an antlerless hunt only. Well, especially because the DNR is always like, well, That's you know, we're thing. always fighting against culture. You know, right. the culture of Michigan is everybody's you like, guys are the one a great way to shape. It. Yeah. Here's how you shape culture. You just say, hey, you can only shoot a doe, but you can go out early and all the kids will do it. They don't care at that point. They, they just don't. want to shoot a deer. No, nope. unless they're a kid. There's there's a you know, I'm sure there are some kids that are like, yeah, no, they they don't normally care. They, they want to go out there. They want to shoot a deer. They want to be with their parents, you know, your yep. dad usually. And simple. Well, mm -hmm. you were talking about the girls having a picnic too. That's why I like taking the, that's why we've used the doe hunt to introduce the kids. Cause it's kind of a low pressure hunt, you know, it's like, whatever, yeah. you know, we're just make some noise. You can piss people off a little. Yeah. It's just not Use a them. big deal. Right. Yeah. So uh, I guy, they, was walking they right literally now. put it. Yeah, Chad Stewart wrote an article last week that went out through the Michigan DNR about trying to change the culture on shooting antlerless deer. And I'm like, hello, you get the perfect tool right here opportunity to, you know, get the next generation to value and understand the importance of harvesting antlerless deer. Yet 
we're not doing it. So I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's just so many ways that we could fix a lot of the problems in Michigan that if, are really straightforward. And honestly. we just, yeah, but that's a, that's an entire, you know, and actually we're going to be having a podcast on that fairly soon too. So everybody should be watching out for that one. But um, guys, we're, we're wrapping up on time here. I promised you Buckmaster, mm-hmm. Kevin, that, you know, I wouldn't take too much of your night. And so, um, this is really, I think maybe we'll have one more podcast go out before opening day, but Ooh. this is it. This is like, this is the last thing you get, uh, from the fair chase before the Michigan opener. And a lot of our listeners are in Michigan. Well, I want to ask this. Uh, I want to ask what's your guys strategy going into, like, what are you, where are you going to be investing your time and effort here coming into this deer season and throughout the deer season to fill your goals and objectives? I'd like to hear that as yeah. we close out. That's I love that. Jerry, why don't you go? All right. Um, I'm still getting an echo in here. You guys still hear that? No. Okay, cool. Uh, this year, so I'll give you a little recap from last year. I will, will, We were expecting a new kid, so I actually took on a side job to help fund the always expensive hospital bills comes with uh, having kids. So, like, my entire hunting season last year was capped up with side job painting. So this year I'm going to take that a step further and I'm not, number one, not taking any side jobs. <laughs> <That's smart. laughs> number two, um, just getting the kids out. Like I want to get them out and I'm going to start getting them hooked on it. They've, they've shown interest that they would like to come out um, through the past couple of years. But I think this year will probably be the year that I'll be able to get them out and really kind of spark that flame. Um, and now that I have the, the equipment to kind of do that and just a little bit more understanding of how they operate as kids and their age brackets right now, I think, um, I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to focus a lot on that and just getting them out, start teaching them a little bit more, you know, walking out, showing them, Hey, this is how we walk out. We walk out quiet. We don't step on sticks. We, you know, we can start looking around for good spots. This is what you look for, but also not drowning them in knowledge to their, like, um, okay. Or just not keeping them engaged to the point of boredom. Yeah. So, um, just trying to figure that out and yeah, trying to have fun with it. Like I said before, just having a positive attitude. Like even if we don't see anything or if they are making a lot of noise, just realize like, Hey, you're out here with your kids. They're learning. I was at their age one time at one point in my life and just be patient and, and enjoy the ride a little bit. What do you think, Kevin? Is that acceptable answer? Uh, it's the best answer. It's Thank fine. You. I think it's okay. I've heard better. <laughs> well, you do better then, man. Yeah, let's Obviously, go. I'm going to do better. Talky talky. Uh, talks cheap. Uh, <laughs> my strategy for reaching my goals. I don't have goals. I just want to, like I was saying, kind of go in and learn more than I know about hunting than last year. And so my strategy is to go out as much as I possibly can into as many new areas as I possibly can and use as much time as I can in the woods to learn more about hunting, hopefully shoot some deer in the process. Um, but mostly it's just spend a lot of time, spend a lot of time in the woods. Yeah. So I, I really, I feel like no, if I rely generic. on numbers, too generic, a numbers game, it just, if you do it a lot, like a lot of hours in the woods, I don't even need to be good at hunting. Oh, yeah. I just got to be in the right spot. Just the grind, huh? Just grinding it out. Just the good grind. 
I have the opportunity to hunt a bunch and I'm going to make the most of that opportunity. That was the only reason I was ever successful when I was younger. Yeah. I just sat in there, man. I just sat in there. Just hang out in your tree as much as possible and love it every minute of it. So yeah, that's my, my, honestly, that is my goal. It's not that exciting, but it's like, just go do it a bunch, have a lot of fun and learn a lot, no more next year. And so I can hopefully get to the point where I'm a consistent buck killer, Michigan public land buck killer. That'd be really cool. And that's a, a lifetime. Months, you're going to be wishing, man, I wish I would have gone out more. Yeah. And I just want, it's, yeah, it's like a lifetime of trying to do something like that. So that's what I'd like to do. Are you spending, what percentage of your time are you spending on public versus private? 90% on public. How about Probably you? 95. What are you doing, Jared? How about Same. You? I don't have any, I don't have private land around here to, to hunt on. So it's, it's driving a probably half hour okay. to, to the nearest public, which isn't bad, but. I probably could take the extra motivation and start asking some of the farmers around here permission because there are some big bucks running around here. <laughs> right. But I just, again, there's that involves time and, and effort that I just, I don't know. I I enjoy hunting public land. I enjoy the challenge. I enjoy the the skill set you got to have to get out there and, and resign and, and get after it. So And you get, and like kind of what James is saying, you get to go find new spots sometimes and just kind of learn like, okay, this area is pushing deer over here or I can find possibly deer this way. If I, if I entry this way a little bit more. So it, it, it's fun. I like we, that. Yeah. We have like one or two spots of private, but like, are we just, and I don't, I don't mean to speak for you, Jared, but like, I just like to do that more. I mean, I obviously you don't shoot the same type of deer there, but like to go and figure stuff out and just find a way and learn about a new area. It's like really fun. It's like very addicting. And so yeah, it's great to have private land and I would 100% hunt it. And I do on occasion, but like, it's the fact of the matter is I just like to go to a new spot, make a plan, figure it out. And just, I don't know. It's like, there was always the possibility of like finding that, that secret pocket in the woods or stumbling. It's like, that is so enticing that it's kind of worth just different types of, you know, different success in hunting. Nice. I love it. Good. So what about you, Kevin? What's your, uh, what's your specific goal and a way to, to accomplish that goal? Yeah. Well, I moved this, uh, year I moved in the spring and been getting settled in, you know, and I live in Northern Michigan now. So I moved four hours North. So I'm hunting all new four hours North. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, I moved from Metro Detroit four hours north to the northeast or north, I'm sorry, northwest corner of the state. So <laughs> I'm in and around the Traverse City area, but I'm hunting from here to Alpena, down to Mayo and up to Vanderbilt. So I got a pretty big, I got a pretty big territory. Yeah, I'm big covering area. a lot of, yeah, some of my drives to my hunting spots are hour 45, you know. <clears throat> think you'd move up north and anything up north like oh, it's 15 minutes no it's far away man yeah it's way farther <laughs> yeah that's big up here so um breaking down all new stuff but you know we've been working on this product this uh synthetic scrape product yeah what working. is this new i'm not i just saw you've been posted about this yeah i've been working on it for like five years behind the scenes and uh the last two years put a lot of financial and time resources into it and finally was able to bring it to market here two weeks ago 
actually. So <clears throat> long story short is I killed a deer off of it last year, but I watched enough uh, hunting products come to market and people talk about them before they're ready to come to market and then have things not work out well because other people see what you're doing or this or that. I wanted to make sure all my legal yeah. protections were handled and this and that really. And I'm fortunate to have, I had some good friends and team help me work on this whole thing. So long story short is that we, we, we launched it two weeks ago and I really want to get a couple deer killed. I'm, I would really like to even video myself getting it. I'm, I know the product works, right? Like, yeah. I basically needed this. I was using the product that everybody else was using and having the same problems that everybody else was having it and the same inconsistencies. So I was like, there's got to be a better, there's got to be something better, right? There's not. Right. So we started working on like, can we, can we do this? Can we make this better? And then last year we got onto something and then we tweaked it and we're like, oh dude, this is it. Like they lot of excitement right hard to keep my mouth shut because i got a i kind of got a big mouth in general to begin with all i want to do is talk about that game. all i want to do is talk about this i'm so excited about it but i didn't and so finally that came you know full circle a couple weeks ago and i had a little bit of nervousness that i'm like i socialize and hang out with a lot of guys that are real serious right and a lot of the stuff that's been put out in the scent product area has been it's kind of a goof right the, the real serious guys don't take a lot of that serious but when yeah. you think about how serious trappers are and how dialed they have to be to get an animal to step their foot in this couple yeah, square this four square inch spot some of the smartest animals in the woods you know fox coyotes they're pretty dialed right so yeah you take that into the deer hunt, move that over into the deer hunting thing, and you take the trapping and the deer hunting thing and combine them, and then you use a scent product that actually works and the education that takes it. You have to do the work. There's a disclaimer right on the bottle, right? Well, the disclaimer on the instruction says this product will only work willing you're provided to. And then on the bottle, it says this product doesn't kill deer. You do, you know, and I'm trying <laughs> to like get that through scent things have always been like a fix or like a hack or like a cheat, right? That's not it. Yeah. Like you got to be dialed. You got to be on top of it. Then you can use this on top of it. So we made a full spectrum synthetic. It's a three part system, right? Part one education. Part two is the branch catalyst, which is uh, for a licking branch. It's attractant. You spray it on a licking branch or a rope or a vine. <clears throat> and any deer that comes within downwind of it with, I think I can smell it for maybe close to 100 yards when you apply it. You can. Yeah. And <laughs> you get smell, a good nose. And it smells good. No, I have a terrible nose. I can't really? smell anything. It's very strong and it smells very good. And I think deer can probably smell it for a mile away, man. So yeah, that's sweet. When I'm starting new mock scrapes or I want to get a scrape just going with activity, um, we spray this. That's why I call it a catalyst, right? Because it accelerates a natural behavior. We're just trying to get the deer to come and interact with the licking branch and then start putting their scent all over it. And then that just, then it's doing, you know, you just get the ball rolling. You get the party started, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. once that licking branch is active, you're 
you're in the chips, you just kind of leave it alone. And that's maybe the hardest thing. And where people have, where I've messed up in the past is like, like, Oh, a little bit of scent worked real good. What if I do a lot of scent, you know, yeah. I go back <laughs> I've done that. and through my camera studies, that's never the case, especially with big deer. Like it, once it's up and running, it's the best practice to just kind of stay away from it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then we made a synthetic urine that goes in the dirt. So you can go there, kick up some leaves under a licking branch, pour the part three synthetic urine in the dirt, spray the branch catalyst. Cell cams are pretty much a cheat code, dude. I mean, it's hard. I just put it, I just did that. It's, it might, today. it might not even be fair on, on an, an entry or exit for bedding. Typically, you're yeah, going to have that's right where I put it. You're, yes, <laughs> there, there, there typically will be a scrape already existing. And if there isn't, it's because there's not a licking branch. Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to install a licking branch. I use some real light gauge stainless steel wire or zip ties and just break oak limbs off. And that's what I did. Yeah, you can fix up a licking branch. And if you put it there and it's the, it's the right place, I mean, it's going to get any deer in the area that's coming through there is going to stop and investigate it. And, uh, man, all I just got to tell it's you, it's perfect for inventory just to see like what's in the area. Like yeah. I literally put it out there this, today at four and I already had four different bucks go by and like a group of does. Yep. You don't need to put, yeah, just to be clear, you don't have to put a scent on those. Like you can yeah. set that up a lot of guys, right. That just, pee on it right i still i definitely always pee on it i'm just gonna tell you most or all urine within a very short amount of time breaks down into a chemical profile that is not yep. different than anything else so it's don't, just uh don't overthink what you might call it well i heard a guy talking today he started a brand and he said he was told by his investors when he got launched you're gonna have to continue Ammonia. to launch new products if you're going to be successful. So in the scent line, new products, right? We're getting, we need a post rut. We need a rut. We need a pre rut. We need a, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, it's a majority of that, or maybe all that is, is marketing. And I might be cutting my own throat now that I'm kind of getting into the space. <laughs> I should make a, you know, blue, blue moon, once in a blue moon rut. Secret yeah. code blue <laughs> Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Peak rut, you know, anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not from, from everything that I've, and like I said, we've been running cameras over scrapes and used every product available for five years. And we were working on this and we feel I can. So full circle, I was nervous to put this out because I'm going to say that, I have had better success and I feel confident in saying that this is the best product on the market. It outperforms anything that I've been able to source. There's things out there that I haven't used or seen. I'm sure of that. So take that into account. But from, I've, I mean, I go back a few years and I've tried everything and this outperforms. There was, maybe even a handful or one specific product that everybody's been using over the course of the past few years. And you've heard the real serious guys use that product. And, um, I just, I found holes in its game and we put our products side by side by it. And we're like, this is it. This is better. This outperforms it in 
multiple applications and ways. And so here we go. Let's try to bring this to market and see what we can do with it. And I was a little nervous that people were going to get yeah. it and say, hey, it's not working for me. It's not doing it. But we're two weeks in. The pile of photos and videos that I have coming in is just awesome. And every really, yeah, that drop time buck. You see the drop time buck? Yeah, yeah, that's a serious. That's a, I mean, that's that's a Michigan buck. That I'm not going to say what state that that deer's in. <laughs> so wow. here's the thing: some of the bigger deer that I've gotten, the people request, please don't share this. And I would never okay. not honor that, right? Yeah, that's totally fair. So yep. I'm telling people, hey, if you don't specify and you don't want me, if you don't want me to specify, and I definitely 100% won't, and some guys have done that. Um, but a lot of guys are like, yeah, just don't mention my name. Don't don't sure. don't link we, this deer with me, okay? And then you can share it. Yeah. And some other guys are like, I don't care at all. So I've been sharing a right. lot of that on our stories. And, uh, dude, I've been got... Some good bucks. It's cool. It's actually fun to. I love trail camera pictures. So when you post them, I always like looking at them. Like they're my favorite thing. One of the reasons why I love this time of year so much is because I started looking at trail camera pictures more. Just a wonderful time. Cell cams make it so nice. It goes right to your phone. I wake up every morning with a smile on my face, knowing that in the night something walked past my trail camera. But when we could bait, cameras were great to have where we bait. If, especially if you're hunting bigger tracks of woods and things, scrapes are just, they're, in my opinion, they're the best, like, to run a yeah. camera on. You're going to get the best inventory. And to be honest with you, like I said, cell cams are the cheat code. It maybe shouldn't even be legal, but I'm just going to say that if you have this stuff set up correctly and you have a handful of cameras that are running on panels and you don't have to mess with those areas, you can slip in there like a ninja on a pattern. You're like, Okay, he was here this morning. He was here this evening. He's here this morning. He's going to be here this evening. He's going to be like, here this let's evening. Let's go. Yeah. It's time to go, right? And that's where yeah. in the past, you know, you had to go in and check the camera and you, you'd let him know. You just give him the smack on the butt, right? Dan Infault says, right? Like, here yeah. I am, here I'm hunting you. But with the cameras now and the scrape game, man, it's just a pretty lethal combination. So. We wanted to be able to capitalize on that. And it was a true thing of like, uh, you know, needs breed innovation, right? Mother of innovation. So I was like, I need a product that's more consistent. A a lot of products, dear individual personalities. And from watching hours and hours of video of deer interacting with like hitting a scent profile and how they react to it. You can have some deer that react real positively to it, and it's it's not always a big buck thing or a doe. Some of the biggest deer I've ever had are, like, you know, under the cover of darkness. They're like goofballs about it, you know. They're like, they get right in front of the camera and check it all out and this and that. And then you'll have a doe that'll come up and just, she'll turn inside out. Yeah. Like, yeah. like somebody just jumped out from behind a tree yep. at her, you know. And I saw a lot of that. So, the one thing that I will say about what we did is I see almost next to no negative deer interaction because it's a concentrate of something that's naturally in their environment. So it doesn't, I don't feel like, yeah. I feel like, or in my head, that's how I rationalize what I'm seeing is because they understand and know that to be a natural scent. 
but they, it's really yeah. strong to them, obviously, because like I said, we, it's concentrated to <laughs> smell a, it. It's concentrated to a point where it's like, yeah, you and I can smell it from a distance. So, gut pile. <laughs> we have a blind, we have a blind on our property. That's the name of it. Gut pile. Yeah, that's the name of gut the blind. Pile? I'm gonna go sit in gut. I like gut it. pile. Let's go go sit in gut pile. You're, that's Ooh, where the bucks are. I'll be walking through one bit. Oh, that's a gut pile. I, I actually had a deer that was shot. Someone left, and it was fairly close to one of my stands. And, like, I would be sitting there and regularly smell it and just can smell that stanky gut. But I always thought, I'm like, it, it's covering my scent because deer would come right, you know, downwind of it. And I'm sure they could smell that nasty carcass a lot better than I could. So I guess to close out, my goal is I'd like to get a deer or two killed over our scrape system. I'd like to, I'd love to do it on camera and be honest with you. Like I've been looking at some nicer deer and I've shot a lot of smaller deer and I kind of see what's out there and this and that. And I'm like, I'm looking at County records and state records and things. And I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind being, having my name in here somewhere. So I'd vote for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, pa- I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pass some tweeners. I think, I think I, this year and uh, more power to you, man. Send them my way. If I could have a conversation with them, just kind of just kind of push them my way, corral them, huh. head hey, south. How about I just shoot you a text and like, hey, I know where there's a tweener. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You got an easy, a two and a half year old idiot buck that Except is uh, very killable. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, want exactly. to share this spot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want to save this to you? And the answer is always yes. I want to sh- save it to mine as well. Uh, anytime twice. anybody sends me a, yeah exactly but i would be right, guys, i'd be look. ashamed if i didn't mention though too i'm very interested in uh in red meat acquisition with the cost of the grocery bills and uh the amount of meat that my family consumes and i, I i'm firmly convinced that's the number one superfood on the planet oh yeah meat acquisition talk to james he's got a whole freezer full yeah, of you, you have i spent the last loose, don't you I spent 20 uh, hours that's, butchering That's for moose. another podcast. Not I can't, I can't tell it. Jared the story. He's not heard it yet. We're doing a podcast on it. But let's just well, say. Can you confirm or deny that you have moose meat or will have? Meat? I have so oh, much yeah. moose meat. I've given a ton away. And I st- I've, I have probably at least 300, 300 pounds, maybe 200 pounds. It's in the high twos at this point. I given, I've given it quite a bit away. But right. it it. And it like it was so much work to cut that deer up or that moose up. It's a deer in my garage. It's a big deer. It's exactly right. I guess that makes it venison too. Um, and at one point, my brother-in-law is taking his knife, and he's just he's just putting all his weight on the knife, and the blade is kind of sticking up. So he goes, and it just it cut his hand. Oh. It looked like hamburger. Like he's like he's right in the palm. he's real like sensitive with with puking and stuff or uh, with with needles and stuff. He passes out when he sees needles, and so he's like, "James, I can't look at it. What does it look like?" And he's showing me his hand. I'm like, and I'm with my brother, and I look at him like, "Uh, you let's stay calm." It's like an ER visit. I'm like, "Let's. We're just gonna get in the car. We're gonna just have him look at it. I this seems like it may need stitches, may need, may not. You know, we'll have to see when we get there. In reality, I'm like, if I just do this, I think I could see bone in there. Ooh. And so, and so, dude, he gets there. We get him all stitched up. He of course passes out while they're putting the <laughs> stitches in. He comes out the white as a sheet, 
And I'm looking at him in, in a full flop sweat, like sweat through his clothes. Just he's a mess at this point. And his hands got seven stitches. You know, the, the cut is most of his palm. So I'm like, all right, let's get in the car. I'll drive you home. Because at first I was going to have him drive, but he, there's, he was in no shape for that. Uh, and we're driving. We get maybe 30 seconds down the road. And all of a sudden he's like, I'll pull the car over. I'm going to throw up. I'm like, is this, am, am I back in college again? Is this some, you know, post-party puke? He literally is jumping out of the car. <laughs> puke. Yeah. And so I get him back in the car and drop him off at his house. I'm like, well, you're on your own now. Cause uh, that was a lot. It was like two hours of yeah, farting buddy. around. Well, well, I couldn't stitch him up if I wanted to, I would have loved to help him. I, I was trying to distract him while we're driving. None of that worked. He was just no, white and just had to puke. Well, save me some moose meat. Yeah, I've got some. Um, guys, save everybody. Us, save us a spot up by uh, like Sleeping Bear area. Yeah, we save might be coming spot. up that way. Let's go hunt together up there. We could do that. There's a lot of room. A lot of room. James has a lot of meat. Let's I make do it have happen. a lot of meat. I came with my own. Anyways, uh, let's end it here. Thanks for just kind of spending time, you know, chewing the fat tonight. Um, everybody check out Kevin. He's been on our podcast before, but check him out. If you haven't new product, I, we weren't even planning on talking about that. I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't know much about, it. I saw you posting about it. I didn't, you know, know the story of it. So that's kind of cool. I'm excited to see what happens with it and just appreciate you taking the time to talk. Yeah. Is it live yet? Yeah, it is. So the The website is uh, dh3three. So it's dhthree.com. And you can obviously... Okay, I don't spell well. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, cl- it's clean. DH3 yeah. spelled it's out. It's clean. It's crisp. Uh, yeah, DH3. Good looking site. It's good. I like this. Yeah, it's a three-part. Heck it's yeah. It's a three-part system. Education, then the branch catalyst, then the synthetic urine, right? But... DeerHunterPodcast.com. Uh, you can find everything that we do through DeerHunterPodcast.com. And then, uh, yeah, DH3 is its own kind of side. Side, uh, yeah, I didn't want to house yeah. it underneath of the uh, the Deer Hunter branch. Pro- side branch. Yeah, exactly right. So it's a different little project that I've been, not little, it's a sizable project. It was, it's the most nerve wracking thing that I've ever done. I had some time and money invested in it. And I'm glad to see that people are having good, great results with it. And I expect that that will continue now that deer season's not, I mean, deer season really hasn't even started yet. You know? yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun, but I want to tell before we disconnect, make sure I, I thank you guys, you know, for the help that you did at the deer hunter collective over the uh so fun it was a lot of everybody that came there had such a good time we got so many compliments i literally had a guy tell me he said i came here today not expecting to enjoy this (laughs) and i thought well why would (laughs) why would you come but you know he's just like i'll just come and if it's not cool i'll walk out and he's like i've been here all day i had a great time and that was so fun i think Mm -hmm. we'll try to minus the snowstorm i like the snow well you had to drive in it took us like eight hours to get yeah, home. That night. Yeah, that's unfortunate for you. And then I left my phone in frickin' Jared's truck, and I'm like, oh. he's gone too far. I'm like, I give up. I don't even need a phone. Phones are free to use. Yeah. I'm phoneless. I'm off the grid. That was bad. Mm. Plan better maybe next year uh, or try in some capacity because we walked to the bar. Oh, nice. We, we didn't get in a car. <sighs> we just sweet. went to the bar, Then it was during a snowstorm, and 
I don't know if there's a better place to be in a snowstorm. That's a good point. Was, I would have loved. We should have stayed overnight. Keeps things really cold should've. on the walk. Yeah, they just Man. walked to the hotel. It was thought out well and executed well. But I really do appreciate what you guys did to help pull that whole thing together. And we'll. I, I plan on expanding on that um, this year. You know, we're you, gonna, you put you put on a good a good show, and that was yeah. well. Absolutely. I, I learned a lot. Had a lot of fun. Community effort right it's it's as much as yeah. us all getting it organized as the people that show up look at the interaction that we had from the the group of people that were there i mean they that that's kind of makes the whole deal right nobody shows up it's lame and yeah. not it's just good. us hanging out with each but other you get a hundred <laughs> yeah. you get a hundred high quality individuals that show up at an event like that you're gonna have a good time and we did yeah yeah learned a 100%. lot so, all right, boys. Well, um, go back to your families um, and do your husbandly and your fatherly duties. We have six days till deer season starts, and I could not be more excited. Fair enough. Jared, sign us off. All right. If you haven't forgotten yet, go to dh3.com. Mm-hmm. Pick up some of this three-part catalyst from Kevin and the crew over there. I'm going to be getting some, so I'm going to try it out when I throw out these trail cameras. So. Also, remember to hit the – you have to say smash that subscribe button. Don't forget (laughs) to smash that subscribe button, like, share, subscribe. Um, Tune in here coming up so we can hear about Jimmy's moose hunt. I've been patiently waiting and turning – plugging my ears when we're around friends when he's telling them. I'm ready to talk about it and hear about it. So keep tuning in. Check out the Deer Hunter podcast if you want to do that too. And we'll see everyone flip side. Hey, everybody. Thanks – for listening to this episode we really do appreciate it if you want to go on to any kind of social media platform give us a like share subscribe you know it really help us out keeps the train rolling and if you guys really like what you're listening here give us a five either star way if, even if you don't like it even if you don't like review. it five stars That'd helps cool. everyone out we'll see you out there